Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Experience Points podcast. We're an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. So hello, everyone. I am Kelrick. I am your narrator for Cumanera. My pronouns are he, him. And this is my fabulous cast. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Start. this is Kate. Uh, I play Charlie, the strong-willed nano who talks to machines, and we both use she, hers pronouns. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm playing Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue. I use they, them pronouns, and so do they. Hello, my name is Kenny. I use he, they pronouns, and I play Hillian Jossa, an earnest jack who howls at the moon, whose pronouns are he, him. So I'll do the recap today. And where we left off, Hillian had eaten someone during their house at the moon phase after showing us all the most horrific wear bunny art ever. I'm still <laughs> a lot traumatized by it. And uh, has a conversation with Charlie that illustrates to Charlie how ignorant Hillian is of who Hillian truly is. Rylu gets upset at the loss of Tiuna and decides to go for a walk and during this walk fights off a couple of Murden who thought they would be easy pickings all by their lonesome at night. As we pick up it is immediately after that and Rylu has been walking along and we are gonna be doing that. So Rylu, what are you doing? I think that Rylu after uh, getting accosted um is is it the middle of the night is it like I, I know we've been out for a while but it's it's probably right around midnight i mean it's not it's not going to be morning anytime soon you have several hours of dark left to walk through um i think rilo is going to search for some sort of like tavern or something i i don't think i know this area at all right i know nope. i just have the one murder at midnight which i don't want to go back to so some sort of tavern perhaps Sure. You are you going to stay on the ground floor? Or are you moving up into the trees themselves? What is your plan? Like, I think Rylu doesn't actually have a clue where they're headed. They need to go somewhere to clear their head. Um, I feel like after being accosted, if there's access to the next level up around them, because I know oh, it's yeah. like yeah, there's everywhere. Okay, I think that they wouldn't really pay attention. I think that maybe they would just go up to the next level. They're like, all right, this obviously isn't safe, like reactionary. Just be like, I'm going to go up to the next level, see if I can find somewhere to like sit down and, and get a drink. Yeah, so you don't really know the, the area super well. And as you're walking along, climbing and doing all of the crazy things you have to do to navigate Ephraimon, getting a little bit more and more lost, heading higher into the trees, you 
run into a guard, and I think the guard would point you in the direction of a tavern. I don't have a pithy tavern name, so we're going to call it Chain One. And <laughs> uh, you can head over there. You walk in, it is dead. The, there are, you know, four or five different beings in there drinking. And these are the, these are the kinds of people who are like, this is what we do. We don't have anywhere else to go right now. So we're just going to sit here. And we're going to drink and be by ourselves. They're not looking for conversation. Yeah, that's fine. I think Riley will just walk up to the bar and um, order a drink. I don't even know what drinks exist in this universe. Yeah, I mean, there's literally a little bit of everything. There's um, actually in Ephraimon, there's something really, it's sort of like a vapor gin where you order it and it comes in a glass, but it has just like this little release at the top and it just lets this sort of pine vapor that has the same qualities of drinking alcohol when you inhale it. They have stuff like that. Yeah, um, I think I think I feel like Rylu is more of a of a bourbon drinker. I don't know why R- Rylu seems like a bourbon drinker, so I'll take a, a bourbon vape. I can see that as being. I mean, based on where they come from and the merchant family and mm-hmm. watching people make deals, bourbons bourbons a thing for that. So sure. So you get your vapor drink. And you find a place to sit. What's going on with Rylu? I think Rylu can't stop thinking about that moment where Tiyuna just basically like exploded in front of their eyes. Like not not physically, but like the whole thing had to have been horrific after seeing mm-hmm. uh, Nils. Nils. After seeing Nils mm-hmm. and having that all going on, and just and and then honestly after seeing Hillian eat Nils, which at the moment was like. Rylu didn't care. Rylu's seen that before, but that's still a person, and like the viscera had to be a lot. So I think that they're just in this state of shock, and I think that's how they ended up here. And I, I think, think yeah, and I think this is the first time you've seen Howian eat a sentient being. Like you've been traveling for months, and you've always managed to have some sort of farm animal available. That fits the size requirements. Of hey, me. those creatures can think too. <laughs> I think this is the first time you've seen, you know, this, this happen. And so I consider that to be super impactful, especially on top of Tuna riding the lightning, which is something you're completely unfamiliar with. All it, it just looked like they exploded. So yeah. Well, and Charlie said that, you know, Tiuna's probably fine, but I don't know Charlie, and I don't, they, they like, intrigue me, but I, I don't really trust them, because they're with, uh, I think Wither is, like, the assassin-looking mm-hmm. person, or, like, the chief assassin yep. or whatever, um, and so there's just a lot going on right now, and I think that Rylu just tucks themselves into a corner, and, like, takes their, their vapor thing, and, like, gets, gets a little bit of a buzz going, and then just kind of breaks down, but as quietly as they can. Like, the reason they stay so strong is mm-hmm. for Hillian to not have problems and for Tiuna to think that they're impressive. And they have neither of that right here. And so, like, I think they just have, like, a quiet breakdown to themselves. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so we'll leave Rylu there just sort of coping with the massive amount of feelings that they suddenly suddenly are presented with. All of the loss of Tuna, which you have admitted was your best friend. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, Shocker. Howlian just going from your sweet summer child to a vicious, murderous thing that looks horrendous. It's hard to, oh my gosh, just horrifying to look at as their ears had to grow out of their head. Just, I can't even imagine how that worked. So gross. So gross. Who knows what's happening next for you? So it's a lot to deal with for a 17-year-old, even one as worldly as Rylou is. Then we come back to Charlie and Hillian, who you've had this really eye-opening conversation that is all the more insightful for Charlie as to who Hillian is when Hillian goes from thinking about these historical experiences and formative feelings of who who Hillian is and then they slowly shudder all of that and become this vague childlike person and so you go from this beast to this innocent right in front of your eyes what do you all do now Charlie had uh, at the very end of the last session, I think the last conversation that Charlie and Hillian had had was um, Hillian was coming back from kind of like that memory space. And as it was kind of Jacques that kind of brought him back into like a present moment. And uh, Charlie had promised Hillian that she would help him find Jacques, who she really doesn't know anything about other than the description really that Hillian gave her. Uh, but I would imagine with everything that had happened throughout this day uh, and it's getting like later out that it's probably pretty tiring. So um, Charlie will turn to Hillian and I, I'll, I will help you find your, your companion shock. Uh, but for now, I think, it might be best if we if we rest here so that way we have the energy in the morning to to go out and, and find him. Oh, okay. I think you're right. I, I I'm very tired. Do you, do you know where um where Rylu may have gone off to? And like Hillian kind of opens uh his eyes a little bit wider in realization that Rylu isn't around, and it's like, oh, oh no, where's Rylu? I think uh, Charlie's gonna get up and she's gonna kind of look out like the mouth of like the area that they're in and just kind of like make like a circle around and see if she can find any um, any evidence of like if Rylu's just kind of like hanging out there or if uh, if she can identify if she can identify like which direction maybe he may have gone in or they may sure. have gone in. Sure. Make a, a roll. This would just be a standard task. So a difficulty. Two. That's you what standard needed. says on the sheet. Yeah. Two. Super. Easy. Okay. So in 18, we'll cover that. <laughs> <laughs> so you go around and <laughs> you, you see that they are not there. But you see that they generally went in a specific direction. It's up to you whether you would follow them or not. So Charlie will go back to, um, I don't know if Hillian followed her or not, but Charlie will kind of go back in if he didn't. So Hillian, while you were doing that, is kind of looking around and muttering to himself a bit. And then um, he says, you know what always works? 
if you say something like, Riley, the chores are done. You, <laughs> they, they usually show up after that. <laughs> it's so true. Every time. <laughs> I mean, that would work on me too, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a powerful start. I love it. <laughs> Charlie would be confused. Um, <laughs> does uh, Char <laughs> sorry, is this something that that Rylu does often? Do they usually come back if they wander off? Um, they usually don't go too far. Um, it depends on what's going on and how messy the camp is. Well, maybe we can just kind of go out a little ways and see, or unless if you want to stay here, I can go out and see if, see if there's any other signs of where they might be just a little further out. No, oh, I want to stick together. Okay. So Charlie will probably grab, I think, uh, Nils's pack. I think we grabbed, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that was left in the area where we were. So she'll kind of gather up whatever um supplies and belongings and stuff we had brought into the space with us and head out mm -hmm. in the direction um that that she had gathered uh, and remember on it. this was charlie's bolt hole this was a place of charlie's so right. you feel pretty secure with your stuff here okay but, so you gather up what you're going to take you start following the tracks and basically you see that Riley is gone from the roots up into the roadway not from on and so it would take you being extremely skilled to be able to follow him because it's like it's the equivalent of asphalt here it's a bunch of tree growth mm -hmm. where you're climbing ladders and you know doing these weird swing things and it's just it's not easy to to follow where they've gone if you want to keep looking after you realize they've gone up then you can but who know, the, the Would we have lost the trail though before we had gotten to the area where the Merdens had shown up? No, you you definitely could have followed through that area. You're on 18, so you can absolutely. <laughs> you can uh, go all the way through until until the roadways. Okay, well, I I would imagine if Charlie came across this area where it looked like there had been some sort of um, disruption, uh, she'll probably stop Hillian and. Um, and, and say to Hillian, I, I believe Riley was here and something may have happened, but I mean, beyond too much further from here, um, I think we're going to probably lose the trail. I know we'll be heading, it looks like they headed in towards town, but it's going to be really difficult to tell uh, where it is specifically that they've gone once we get closer in. Um, so I think that Hillian would roll perception on this. Sure. Oh, 13? Yep. Okay. What are you trying to perceive? I think looking at the uh, display of like what sort of combat happened or what sort of altercation happened to see if mm -hmm. like there's any blood spatter, if there's any um, like sort of so, debris. Yeah, the, there's definitely that. You can see some feathers on the ground and you can see, looking at the tracks, you can see that Riley walked away and there's no blood following Rylu's tracks at all. There are blood spatters going away from here. Whatever was injured went a different direction and Rylu continued on their way. 
Rilu dances pretty but doesn't fly. So that's that I think they're okay. Okay. Well, as I said, like beyond here, as we get closer to the town, it's gonna be harder to tell which direction that they went in. It might be better for us just to go back if if Rilu is able to find their way back. Um it might be better for us to just be in a place where they know that we've been rather than out wandering around. Okay. Uh, it, that, that makes sense. And I, I feel a little bit better knowing that it looks like Riley was able to defend themselves. Yeah, it does look like, and from what you've said, that they should be okay. So let's head back um, and get some rest. And tomorrow, if they're not back, we can um, go and look for them some more. Okay. Okay. So you all go back and you sleep and do what you're going to do. And Rylu, I think the bar closes. And where do you go? Uh, I think, I think when Rylu gets kicked out, um, well, just closes. They didn't like resist. Um, I think <laughs> that they would kind of bring him to their senses a bit. And, um, Obviously, they have a lot to process, and now they're a little tipsy because they wouldn't have ordered more than one. Like, they're still 17, yeah. um, which, like, in this world is not like illegal, but like, obviously, they're still not trying to get um, lit. And then I think that they would try to head back. Um, I know that when I left the first time, I rolled pretty high to find it, but since then, we went into the trees. So, yep. I know once I get on the ground, maybe I can find it. But yeah, so I'm going to try to get back to where we were. Sure. Go ahead and roll it. Oh, Will this be the first one of the game? Let's see. Probably. Uh, it's a nine plus whatever I got from the check earlier. I think I think you can definitely find your way back to where the Murden encounter happened. And from there, I think, you know, I, it wasn't super far from where you were, where everyone was. So I think you find them just fine. You get to the door and you know where you're at. What are you, are you just going to knock and walk in? Or are you, what are you doing? Did anyone follow me? Can I check to see if anyone followed me? Sure. Um, is that that's gonna be intelligence? I'm guessing. Yep. Twelve plus some effort. Yeah. So nobody followed you when you when you got kicked out. They all everyone just parted ways. I guess I would probably like knock on the wall before I go in because I'm not trying to get stabbed by the rogue. <laughs> 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 okay. But then I would just go in. Like I'm not waiting for an answer. Okay. It's late enough that I, Charlie, are you and Hillian just asleep or were you sitting up waiting? What, what was going on there? I would imagine after Hillian and Charlie got back, Charlie would maybe stay up for just a little bit, but the idea of going back was to rest. And if, if they come back more than like 15 to 30 minutes after Charlie and Hillian return, Charlie's asleep. Yeah. Hillian is out. I think, or that he's exhausted himself. That makes perfect sense. So yeah, you come in, they're asleep. There is a place for you to crash out. It, you can lock the door. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was when they went to sleep. They're very trusting. Uh, for some reason, I just imagined like a flap on a, on a, uh, in, the, in the knot of a tree, which is why I was like, I just go in. <laughs> My vision of this is this is one, this is Charlie's bolt hole. So it's going to have some security. Gotcha. But I think with everything that went on, like Charlie may have been a little overwhelmed at this friendly acquaintance 
basically exploding in front of them. They understand what happened, but it was a first all around and giving them a job named you two to deal with. (laughs) And Um, seeing someone get eaten, that does not happen every day. um, I think that Rylu is going to just sit and kind of stare at Hillian for a while. Obviously they don't really trust Charlie, but also they're exhausted at this point. Um, I think they're going to try to hide the map that we have because they don't trust Charlie. Um, so okay. they're gonna they're gonna hide the map because Charlie works for 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 Whisper Wither Wither it was a W works for Wither as far as my knowledge is and I haven't decided if I'm gonna give the map to Wither so um, I'm gonna try to hide it on oh. my person somewhere and then um, I'm kind of gonna go through Nils's backpack just to see if there's anything I need to sneak away before okay. I think you do a pretty perfunctory search of Nils' backpack, trying to be quiet in this uh, space. Just give me a quick... Me too. You don't really find anything that you just can't see very well in right now, and so you just, you find a few shins hidden in there, but nothing big. Uh, yeah, too tired. Yeah, and so I think you just go and pass out, and all three of you get some well-earned rest. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Spend all your recoveries. Yeah, and so you do all your reco- roll all your recovery dice. So you're gonna wake up, and it's gonna be a new day. Where you all are, it is still dark, well into the morning, because the trees are just blocking all the light, and you're down in the roots. It's really hard to tell time, and I feel like Charlie is aware of that, and this is being Charlie's bolt hole and their affinity for mechanics, it would have a sort of alarm light thing where it's that natural light that just starts warming up the space you're in. The three of you are slowly woken up by light filling the chamber you're in. You are rested and maybe a little worse for wear, but you know, where you are emotionally is where you are, and physically you're all fine. I don't know, like, how far down we are, but I would almost imagine that she's, like, rigged up, like, these different pieces of very, like, shiny metal to, like, reflect back and forth from, like, the top, and then it, like, shines just a little bit in, like, to the place as the sun comes up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, super cool. I mean, I think you've been there long enough that, yeah, you've set yourself up fairly well. Maybe you even have an automatic morning beverage maker that kicks on. <laughs> Who knows? Little bean juice. <laughs> Up in the higher areas of the tree, uh, the sun rises and it's this beautiful diffused light and it just shimmers sw- softly through the swaying Ephraimon city canopy. Um, And the city starts to come to life around what's going on. And the sounds of people starting their morning routines, the sounds of animals lowing in the background within the tree roots in the market area. You can start hearing people moving about. Within the comfortable surroundings of Gestin and Hegbrid's home, the smell of breakfast is hanging invitingly in the air. Gestin is sitting comfortably in his dining alcove and waiting for news of the map and see if it leads to the same place that you all went to, or is this something new? Gaston sits there thinking to himself, drinking his morning bean juice, as you so lovely play it. It weighs heavily on their shoulders, wondering 
what this map is going to bring. Uh, he truly hopes it bring, it leads you all somewhere else, anywhere else in the ninth world than this place you've destroyed. And he sits there and he just waits to hear back from you all. What do you all do? So I mentioned Charlie probably got up first just because she's used to the the place being mostly dark and and I think that she also has like the ulterior motive too of wanting to kind of like know a little bit more about these people that she's with now that she's rested. I don't know that she would necessarily like pick through their things, but kind of maybe just just visually kind of gather more information about them a little bit, start like noisily doing stuff around the area <laughs> so that way they kind of like wake up like on their own quote unquote <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you all wake up so Rylu wakes up and looks around and um sees some like just the bag has been tossed and turned throughout the night from them and kind of rearranges things double checks make sure the map is still in there and I think that they would start packing up for the day uh, they're not planning on staying here. They don't know what they're going to do, but they're not going to stay here. Yeah. Um, I, I think Hillian would wake up as uh, he heard every like someone else stirring. And seeing Rylu packing up, Hillian would start kind of packing up his own stuff. But say, um, um, is, is the mission done? I'm not sure yet, Hillian. I, I don't know what to do. With Tuna being gone, should we even stay with the priesthood? I mean, I, I you're not even... What do you want to do? We could give this map to uh, Charlie's boss, and we could perhaps get out of this deal. We could give it to the priesthood and can keep going our missions. We can go our own way. What do you think we should do? Um, well, the map seems to be pretty important, so I, I don't know that we should give it away. Um, we could... I, I don't know. We could just leave. I I, th I think that might be best. I don't know. I, I don't think we should stay here, but without the priesthood, we don't have any resources, and without Suna, I'm just... I'm lost. We could go find her. I don't know what to do. Uh, so if, if Riley and Hillian are having this conversation within earshot of Charlie, at the mention of we could go find her, um, Charlie will probably um, butt in because she had, I think, even though she doesn't exactly know what happened to Tiuna, I think she has an inkling that she was called back to her mentor and that there's really no better place for her to be than with her mentor if something like what was happening had happened to her. And so Charlie will kind of butt in and, and say, like, Tiuna's is not near here, but she is with her mentor. Um, I can just about guarantee that. And there's nobody that could help her more than her mentor um, with the way that her, that her ports were acting. Well, perhaps she's been fixed and she can come back now. Maybe she needs us. I mean, how do we even know that that's where she is? What we don't without Tiyuna, I don't even know if we can complete our mission, yet alone do anything else. Well, I'm not sure what your mission is, but from what I had seen from her before she was called back, I think it's gonna take be some time before 
before she'll be able to do any type of adventuring. Just the pain that was on her face when her ports were essentially exploding. I mean, she was near death. The, the only thing that she could have done was to be called back. Otherwise, she wouldn't be here anymore at all. And Riley looks down and just like slams their fist on the table and goes, this is why I always say we shouldn't mess with this Numenera. I mean, it's useful for some things, but attaching it to your body, it's too dangerous. And then like this, like in a little small, like under their breath rant, and then they look up and they go, so if we give this map to your boss, what are they going to do with it? And what does that mean for us? I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know the, the full end to, to what, what they'll do with, with the map, but I mean, if it's not in your hands anymore, it's not your problem. It's not my problem so much that I'm worried about, but what can be done for me? Right now we have the map and you don't. If we take this back to where we need to go, then I'll continue on with my day to day and we'll get out of here. But if I give it to Wither, what's in it for us? Can Wither get us out of the priesthood? Can Wither prov provide resources for us to continue on our way? Why should we ever give it to Wither? Right, Charlie, oh, oh go ahead. Lillian uh, kind of steps in and is like, Rilu, Char Charlie's not our adversary. I think Charlie just wants to help. Did did Charlie hear Rilu say the thing about this is why we shouldn't mess with Numenera? They or was really it like that much it. under your breath? It was just like mumbling, uh, you know, when <laughs> you talk to yourself and you're like... <clears throat> so Charlie will turn to, to Rilu and say, if you don't want anything else to do with Numenera, then you don't want anything else to do with that map. You're right. I don't want anything to do with this map. It's simply a means to the ends to provide for me and Hillian. Does, Listen. Rylu, if this map has to do with Numenera, we need to keep it safe. I don't think we can just give it away. Hillian, if we're gonna... So... We have three options here. We either leave the priesthood completely and travel on our own and and go wherever we choose, which is fine. Um, which the only reason we haven't is because of Tuna. We can give this to the priesthood and continue working for them, or we can give this to Wither and who knows what will happen. That's, I'm just trying to figure out what our options are. I want to make sure that we're safe for Lillian. I don't think that we could ever truly part with the priesthood, though I think it would be foolish to give the map to anyone else. Rylou kind of shoots a glance at uh, Charlie because they like earlier and asked like, "Hey, if I give you this map, can you get me out of the priesthood?" I I don't know what Wither's power would be with the priesthood, but I guess what's keeping you with the priesthood? Hillian can't really respond to that. I think Hillian would start getting agitated if uh, if you know pressed on that. I think he would be like. I just need to be there. They, 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 yeah. I owe them a debt. I was saved from a another situation, and I owe them a debt. So if Wither can clear that debt, then we have a deal. But if Wither can't, then we have no choice but to keep going. I don't want you to get in trouble, and I don't even know if Wither knows you're here with us. 
And if you're a friend of Tuna, then I trust you to some extent, but I need to look out for us first. I, I think, like, with all this discussion, it's, like, a bit much for Hillian. And Hillian would say, I think we just need to leave. Yeah, so those are your choices. You can go back to Gaston, you can go to Wither, or you can leave the town. Although... And is with the Aeon Priest. So yeah. you can go to the Aeon Priest, you can go to Wither, or you can leave the town. That's I, the Yeah, so Hillian would be like, I think we need to go to, to, to Gaston. He'll know what to do. I agree. I at this at this point, I'm not walking into Wither's uh, cage to ask what the rogue can do for me uh, when carrying a map that they want. At this point, uh, Charlie, I'm sorry for what this might bring to you, but I think the priesthood is the way to go, and you're free to join us. Or... Would would Charlie have like background knowledge on Gestin and, and the priesthood in in Ephraimon? Charlie would know about the priesthood. Right, just and, generally. Uh, as far as their impact on here, you would know that there is a group of Aeon priests that are specialized in healing. We're, we're also out of mushrooms, and Gaston had some really good mushrooms. <laughs> so I think the the chaotic selfish um, chaotic part selfish. of... That's the best <laughs> alignment ever. <laughs> And I think it identifies literally all three of you. <laughs> um, I think the chaotic selfish side of Charlie would most definitely want to try and get the map to Wither because that also means good things for Charlie if her boss has good things in line for them. But with um, with her connection with Tiuna and, um, and feeling tasked to kind of I don't know if like take care of or look after, but like keep tabs on maybe um, Hillian and Rylu. I don't think she'd want to force them to go to with her because she doesn't want to have like that negative effect on like what could be like a, a, a and, friendship or relationship with the group. And you know that you can always take them to with her later. It's right. as if whatever choice is made now ends another choice later. Right. So I think, I think, Charlie will go with them to Gesson if that's what they decide to do. And but it would not be like her first choice. She was kind of hoping that she could maybe I don't know if trick is the right word, but persuade them to go to Wither, but seeing that that Rylu has kind of made it clear that they don't see any good coming from bringing it to Wither at this point in time at least that that she would go with with them to Gesson if that's where they choose to go with the map. Depending on how um, Charlie presents it, I think Hillian would come forward and say, "This paper, why not just make a copy, draft another version of it, and maybe it doesn't have to be so exact." Gay gasp. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how Hillian is like the goofy of our party from Kingdom Hearts? Like, uh, seems. Dense, but is the smartest character out of all of us. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 dealing with someone with a 14 intellect. Come on. <laughs> I mean, do any of us have a skill in forgery? <laughs> Not on this character sheet. <laughs> yeah, right. No one has seen the map. The whole point That's of the map is that it was secret, and you just spent 
3,000 of the Aeon Priest's shins to get it. We didn't spend any of that, thank you very much. We killed him before we paid, we killed Nils before we paid Nils. I have 15,000 shins in my inventory for 1,500. <laughs> and I think Killian has the other 1,500. Probably. Is there, is there some colored wax and another parchment? <laughs> How do you spell map? <laughs> I'm fine with you making a fake map and giving it to Wither, but I don't think that this should be in the hands of anyone, either the priesthood or Nils. However, my survival chances only go up if I stay with the priesthood, and with Nils, it's too much of a gamble. I think that you would, if if you were going to give anything to Wither, you'd be better off giving the real thing than a than a than a farce. Then to the priesthood we go. Okay, you all traverse. You p take whatever you're going to take, and you traverse the city. Charlie, are you going to be taking anything in particular? Do you have, or are you just going to keep your stronghold sort of as is and just lock up? What's your plan here? Um, just real quick. I mean, I think I would have, like, my normal, like, like what I had had on me previously, just, like, my normal stuff. Um, one of the things that, um, that Charlie always has on her, um, I have, like, a description of it over here somewhere. Um, like it's a fun. bag, of, it's like a, like a bag of small tools and stuff. And so, okay. um, she might just add like a couple other little pieces to to like that little component pouch, essentially of uh, tools. And for the most part, she'll just kind of. She, I don't think that she lives with a lot, so Fair. she can mostly carry what she can um, on her. But she might just grab a couple of extra tools, maybe a couple extra shins, and lock up. Okay, so you all traverse the city and you get to Gaston's house and uh, when you get there, Gaston is so relieved to see you. It has been, they knew that you were, you were doing this thing last night, but they hadn't heard from you and they didn't know what was going on. Uh, they open the door and you can just see relief just like wash over their face. You know how you see someone and they just sort of brighten and just sort of pull their shoulders back and just Huh, okay. Maybe things didn't all go to shit because you all are here. Uh, uh, come in, come in. I, tell me everything. And they see Hillian and they're like, yes, breakfast is ready. Come in, come in, come in, come in. Some mushrooms out on the counter. <laughs> and so they usher you all in and they, they see Charlie and they, they they look around for Tina and uh, let's talk inside. Invite you in, and then as you enter, they close the door, and y'all go to this wonderfully warm, comfortable sitting area. There is a breakfast spread that has obviously Gaston has been waiting and just hoping. And so the food is out, and as always, is lovely, and you're welcome to partake of whatever. And Gaston says, uh, Can you uh, introduce me to your friend? Yes, um, this is Charlie. Um, we have a we've had a we have a lot to tell you, Gaston. Well, it's a pleasure. Where's Tiuna? That's it. Starts a little bit earlier than that, um, and I can't even give you a real answer. But uh, I'll start from the beginning of the night, and and we'll go from there. And. Unless you want to act it out, I would basically tell them everything except for the fact that I still have the money 
I'll, I, I'll, I'll leave out the part where I opened the thing to give them the money. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Gaston looks very sad about the tuna thing uh, from your perspective. Did Charlie jump in and share? What yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I think as, as Riley was telling the story, anytime like when they get to the part of like what had happened with Tiuna, like I don't think Riley really has like a full grasp because of I mean it has to do with like the the mechanical and the lightning and the Numenera-ish kind of stuff and so yeah. I think Charlie will kind of further explain that a little bit and cool. I think that she would also add in like flavor around like other like mechanically oriented things like if if Riley mentions about um Nils and like how Nils was taken out like she'll pop in like the bit about like the mechanical arm and like what happened with that and like stuff that's not necessary to the story but like that's all Charlie thinks about totally fair you I love that Charlie's a nerd like that's my favorite <laughs> um and I also want to say I, I would uh, uh Riley would have explained the whole background of Nils as well like when we joined the priesthood this thing happened they've been following us for a while here's the proof of the bear claw and yeah, like the shebang. I need help. And Hillian would be uncharacteristically quiet, but also eating. Midway through the story, Jacques actually shows up and scampers around the room and back to Hillian. And surprisingly, it's the same Jacques as the, as before. Whatever happened, Jacques was not an aperitif. <laughs> Yeah, I think Hillian would be uh, very enthusiastically happy. I think Hillian has had enough for one day. They don't need another loss on top of it. Jacques shows up. You all get through the story, and Gaston is sitting there pretty thoughtfully, and they say, well, I think that there's two things we need to do. First, we need to look at this map. And then second... We should go through Nils' pack and see if there's anything more in there, because it sounds like... It sounds like Nils was looking for y'all. That's one of the biggest concerns, is that they've been following us since the Ba'adanu Forest. Maybe even before that. And I, I have no idea why. And... Wh what could their motives have been? They left the battery in the Convergence Circle, so they're were they part of the convergence there's so many unanswered questions and i i can't do it alone and and now i'm worried about wither coming here and there's we need your guidance Gustin. okay well let's start with the map they clear off a portion of the table and gesture for you to lay out the map so y'all can look at it you look the real at one and not the the one that alien <laughs> <laughs> drew <laughs> you look at the map and you can see that it is based on what you remember of your travels it is definitely a map to the same place that you and hillian and tiuna went to and destroyed but the thing that's interesting about it is there are six or seven entrances on the map of different ways to have gotten into this place Gaston's face is getting more and more sallow. Like they're just looking very. <sighs> this is. This is unfortunate. And you see Gaston just getting 
slightly agitated and just like, you know, you can tell when someone ner is getting more and more nervous about a thing, right? So you see that, and then they're just like, okay, this is going to have some pretty serious impacts that we're going to have to talk about. But let's go through Mill's bag first, and then we'll we'll talk about what strategies to well, what's going on here? This is exactly what we thought the map would be, isn't it? I think a question that, that I have is, so is this within the Ba'adenu Forest? Yes. Ephraimon is a city in the Ba'adenu Forest. But like the, um, like the, where they destroyed the, where the map is like leading to, is that still in the forest as well? Like, would Charlie have an idea of like where this is? No. Okay. Is there like an indication on like, you said there's like seven entrances. Is there an indication on where those entrances are? Would Charlie be familiar with the location of any of those entrances? They're just not that she would have known that that would have went to that place, but like just generally, I suppose. But it wouldn't really mean anything because okay. Because I think if if Gaston's like looking really like worried and kind of like I'm, I feel like Charlie would, not knowing what these folks have like done previously or whatever would just kind of like be pointing, be like, like I don't see what's wrong. Like this is not like. This is so easy to get to. Like we could, like this is not, like I don't, I don't understand what the what the problem is here. Like we know where this is, or something like that. Gaston would just kind of sigh, and then they would, as they overlay the map so you can see where everything is. You see that it actually lines up with little marks on the map, where three of the other entrances are. Gaston would say, well, so here's the deal. Reports have come in from other Aeon priests and travelers of explosions around the Baladena Forest that match these three entrances, plus the one that you told us that you used. It, it would seem that whatever it is you did destroyed this whole place and all that's left of the entrances or at least four of these seven entrances are just blasted holes and exploded trees. Charlie would look up at Rylu and Hillian and probably like step back almost as if like about to like kind of like pass out and you could probably see like a rush of emotions come to her face because this has been what what charlie has been working towards for a very long time and the thought that the entirety of it has been destroyed and like i mean this has been like her her compass or the way that she has like navigated the last several like years of her life have been pretty much towards like what what this map had to um had to show them and and so she's she's speechless and she probably looks like she's about to be sick <laughs> listen i know what we did wasn't best for the priesthood necessarily but we did what we had to do to keep that power out of the hands of Edelole. i know that the priesthood won't be happy and i know that now having the resources we have with you here we would do things differently but <sighs> We had to protect the village and make sure that Adelale did not get that power. That was our original mission, and that's what we did. 
I apologize for any trouble this causes, but hopefully at least you or the priesthood will understand that we did that to protect them. <laughs> I can roll something on him if it helps. No, Gaston, Gaston is on your side. I mean, as distrustful as y'all have been of Gaston, he, he really is just drawn to trying to to help. I mean, you all are a bunch of kids, in his opinion. I mean, he's a fairly old man. He looks at you and he says, I understand where you're coming from, but what, what you and Tiuna and it sort of looks at Hillian as like, maybe Hillian had to say, who knows. <laughs> I did to do has some really big repercussions. Gaston goes over and gets some smelling salts and wakes Charlie up <laughs> after their <laughs> mental break at realizing that this place they have been trying to get to since they heard of it might be impossible. And Gaston sits back down heavily once Charlie is up and situated and says, well, let's go through this Mills person's pack. And then once we have all the information, we can talk some more. So you start emptying the pack and you find a vial of poison, another set of clothes in there, medallion that can be born, and it is of the convergence symbol. Disrupting nodule, and then you have the antivenom. I don't remember if you took the arm. I don't think so. No, I feel like... Charlie was going to, but I didn't roll high enough. <laughs> Other than that, you don't see anything else in the bag. Why don't you all roll for perception checks for me? Ooh, very nice. Non-natural 20. Hillian and Charlie are looking and they're paying attention. You all start looking at, I think Hillian takes the antivenom and the poison and is able to decipher what they are using their skills. And that's what's taking their attention. And then Charlie is looking at everything and talking with Gaston about what stuff they're seeing around them. and But I think that there's a little bit of distraction with the actual new space they're in and just getting some spatial awareness of where the exits to <laughs> Gaston's home are. Is there anything cool mechanically to look at? And that kind of stuff. There's probably something shiny on a shelf that she's already been trying to like on the sly <laughs> look at through the side of her eye. <laughs> yeah. And then Rylu is... I think feeling sort of this leadership role and need to take uh, some some control over what's happening and is very focused on just searching the bag and you find a hidden pocket in there. And in the hidden pocket, you find a small cipher, which is sort of half moon shape. No idea what it does, but it, you can see all kinds of circuitry and stuff on it. And it, it definitely a cipher of some sort. It's a shame Charlie is not paying enough attention to have seen it. And there is a small note that says, Mills, go to Ephraimon, bring me the three. And it's signed with the letter T. And that's all it says. The convergence is apparently after us. 
assuming we are the three, and we we killed one of their agents, will that get us any leeway from the, the priesthood? Okay. And I'll actually call the attention of Hillian and uh, Charlie, because like now Charlie's involved in this, and be like, hey, the Convergence is after me and Hillian, and maybe Charlie? Who? The, probably not, but maybe now. Oh my gosh. The, the, the best day ever. The best, best day ever. I have no XP to spend either. <laughs> I know. Charlie, you want to spend <laughs> another one for me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hillian is going to dive in and catch this thing. And you're going to stand up holding it. And as you stand up, you, you take this thing and you hold it and you're like, You really shouldn't drop this. As you say that, it flings over out the window. Out the window? <laughs> out the window. What level of Ephraimon are we in? <laughs> About halfway up. <laughs> it's, a, it's the edge of a tree. Oh, it's a pure drop. I was hoping it was a landing. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, there are landings below it, possibly. It's all just going to depend. But Gaston says, so let's start with this convergence stuff because that's pretty scary, okay? It would appear that this Nils person is attached to another, this up-and-coming convergence person named Tavarna. Are you all familiar with, with her? Do Not that I know of. Um, it's quite possible she was one of the many people we saved along with Nils. Well, she was the leader of that expedition that you all freed. And then looking at the previous reports, Hillian, the, the way you came into the Aeon Priesthood in, in this capacity was you, you exercised some very quick thinking and you used the mind control Numenera that you, artifact that you had and made them leave when, when did this happen and they look at their their notes and they say it looks like this happened about a year and a half ago but anyway you use the mind control artifact and it would seem from what we've been able to piece together about this tavarna person that she went back to the petty warlord she was working for he tried to kill her for failing in her mission Instead, she killed him and has gone off on her own. And she, it would seem that she is after you. Well, that's just petty. This was over a year and a half ago and she's just taken her whole career on hunting us down. All I know is that she's dangerous and this note would indicate that she's holding a grudge. So you have that. I've heard back from the priesthood over in Steadfast. <sighs> and the priesthood is very divided on what should happen next. The priesthood is all about collecting knowledge and understanding Numenera and collecting Numenera to study and destroying device that builds Numenera. There are some in the priesthood who think you should be sent back and not even put on trial, just executed for destroying. There, they, There's a very strong faction that feels that there was, there had to have been any other way to make sure that the Aeon Priesthood got access and no one else. Rylu, I know that you are not a fan of the Priesthood, 
and it seems like this has gotten you your wish. You are not welcome in, well, in the steadfast where the the priesthood is so much has so much sway in what what happens. I care not for the priesthood's problems with me. However, you said that they were divided. What does the other half of the priesthood think? Do we have allies there? No. You have those who want you killed and those who just want you punished. None of them are good. I want to be very clear that you are safe in my home. But outside of here, I cannot... I cannot guarantee anything. I don't know what the next priest you run into will will do, if they'll even know about all of this. I, I don't know. Gustin, I appreciate your help more than I can express. I know that we have put much stress and trouble into your life, uh, into your life, and I hope that we are able in some way to repay it. Uh, are we officially, are we on the, are we criminals from the priesthood at this yes. point, or are we? Yes. From the official priesthood, at least. Yes, this is this is from the Aeon Pope. This is done. So our one choice then is to run. Is to to live outside of the steadfast. <sighs> I do not know what you all will do, but perhaps collecting <laughs> that item that was thrown out the window would be a place to start. <laughs> Killian eats a, a mushroom emphatically. Charlie, I know that this is a new connection you have here, but Tavarna is not one to leave loose threads, and you are tied to these two. I don't know that she would come after you, but you should be aware that it's a possibility. I would imagine that Charlie is still like, I mean, this is a lot. This has been like 24 hours and all of this has gone down. Way um, less. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's pretty quiet, but she's nodding her head in understanding. I think she's starting to kind of like put two and two together and is, is starting to like in her in her mind kind of place the pieces of like what needs to happen. I don't think we want to impose on you any longer than we have to, and I appreciate all the help you've given us. Do you have any idea where we could go or should go? I I know that you've already done so much, and I hate to ask more from you, but we have nothing right now, and I know the Convergence is after us, and that's not your problem, but do you have any signs of a town that might be a safe haven for us where perhaps there's no priesthood or Convergence or anything like that well that's the thing is the priesthood i can definitely point out where they are where we have enclaves that i know of in out here but i i the convergence is usually so well hidden this overtness is unique and so i couldn't tell you where to go where there wouldn't be convergence activity. I can tell you what we do know and show you on the map. I guess the question is, what are you all going to do? Are you going to just keep running from this Tavarna character? Are you going to... Um, I think Hillian, like, puts down the mushrooms 
and starts speaking in a very considered tone. I think we need to face Tavarna head on. We've been running for quite some time. Uh, well, I mean, we definitely were able to face up to Nils, but Tavarna sounds like somebody we might not want to face up against. The Convergence is evil. And I think I'm done with them meddling in my life. Have you had run-ins with them before, Hillian? Besides Nils, they've never bothered us before. There's no reason to confront them head-on if we could just leave. They're the reason why I black out from time to time. I don't remember things. They did this to me. The problem with staying put is now we have the Aeon Priesthood against us, so we can't really stay put. So I, I don't know how to deal with it without getting caught up in something that we shouldn't be. I think, Gaston, if you can tell us where the enclaves are here in the beyond, we can know where not to go. And from there, we'll have to set out on our own, choose a town and, and go. Gaston will go through and mark on the map all the places that they know of enclaves, and it looks like going north East is going to be your best bet. If we disappear from here without any trace, they'd come for you. I feel that the and he looks at the he looks around his home. The priesthood's presence here is enough to keep me safe. And they don't need to know that I've told you what your situation is. That's okay. I'll turn to um both Hilliard and Charlie and go. So what do you all want to do? Do you wanna head out and just wander? I know, Hillian, you said you want to face her, but we can't, we don't even know where she is. We need to find more information, and it sounds like she will follow us where we go. Hilu, this Aeon Priesthood thing, it has larger impacts for you than anyone else. Because part of the edict is that if your family takes you back, their businesses will be banned from cities that the Aeon Priests control. I know that that has been your goal, is to get back home. And this is wrong, but if you were to choose to do that and go back to the Steadfast and try to go back to your family, it would probably ruin their business. How can they even do that? They have no place managing the trade agreements. That's not even where the, the priesthood oh. ha You know as well as anyone that the priesthood controls a small army and has people everywhere. And it's not that they are saying that no one can deal with your family. What they're saying is anyone who would deal with your family if they took you back would no longer be able to deal with Aeon priests. You've been nothing but kind, and that's something I've never found in the priesthood. I I know you've devoted your life to it, but at this point, I find this vile organization 
not the individuals in it. You've been amazing. And as was Hegprit. But this organization is most of what's wrong with our society, in my opinion, as much as the convergence is. I thank you so much for everything you've given to us, and I appreciate all of your help and for the information you've given us. And you can see that Hegprit is very emotional at having to tell you this information. Like they're they're barely holding tears back as they, you know, tell the seventeen year old you you can't go home. That's that option is for all intents and purposes gone, and they are very distraught. Guestin would simply say, "You have choices to make, and I don't need to know." what your decisions are. And he gets up and uh, starts make, creating, a, setting up packs for all of you so that you have whatever Gaston thinks you might need from mushrooms to, <laughs> they even have extra darts for the blowgun that you confiscated from Nils's body and then leaves it to y'all to decide what you're gonna do. Well, if, Gaston thinks that going to the northeast is the best route to take. Um, I know of a place that we could we could probably go to at least um, at least a stop in our journey potentially. It's still within the forest, but it might be a good place to um, regroup and not be in Ephraimon. If you have somewhere to go, that's better than having no direction at all. I'm fine with leaving tonight if we must or right as soon as we're ready. Um, I have no further business here and I think that we should leave as soon as we can and from there we'll find out where to go. I say we choose the town and just go after we get to where you're going. I agree. Or we'll be safe anymore. I definitely agree. I think we should leave. So you all spend your morning getting yourselves ready, collecting all of your stuff. By about noon, it looks like you're ready and Gaston gives you the packs. I would like all of you to add um, 150 shins to your inventory. He has been as generous as possible and 150 shins should get you pretty far. It is easy enough to pack up and get ready and leave the city if that's what you want. It is early enough in the day that you can make it to a way station in the Baladenu forest. So with that, I think we will close up for today. You all have a plan to move forward. I look forward to Charlie telling us where it is you all are going. <laughs> and we will see you all in two weeks as we for our next live stream. Why don't we sign off in reverse order? So, Kenny. Hi, my name's Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. Uh, aside from doing this wonderful game, I also uh, GM uh, our Experience Point Starfinder game, which we play on every other Saturday. Hi, um, I am Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Space Persona. I'm pretty sure that's what it says under my name, so I'm going to go with that. Perfect. Again, I am Cage. Um, I have been Charlie today for you all. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at RageCageRugger. That's at R-A-G-E-K-A-G-E-X-R-U-G-G-E-R. Um, I also am a Twitch variety streamer under the same name, but with an additional X between Rage and Cage, as you can see in the chat. I am Kelrick, your narrator for the show. I can be found on Twitter at 
Cormalon. That's C-O-R-M-A-L-L-O-N. I also monitor the at EQ points Twitter. And I do this. I get to play in the game that Kenny runs our Starfinder thing, which is one of my favorite things. That's that's where you can find me. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all very much. And that's us for today. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Cumanera, an Excorians Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic, or even rolling dice. The original Excorians Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday. Stay up to date on all the Excorians Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on ExcoriancePoints.com. Partner Dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening. Come check out Dice to Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask the hard questions like Is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Are some creatures ethically sourced? What's the real estate value on a haunted castle? Dice Will Roll is a show where four friends team up every week to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition and be hopelessly gay the whole way through. Join Dave, KK, Ritz, and me, Derry, your mythic genderfluid GM, as we play through the Kingmaker adventure path and follow a gay human bard, a lesbian half-elf druid, and a transmask half-orc fighter on their journey to build and rule their own nation in the untamed wilderness of the Stonelands and defend it from bandits, monsters, and wicked fae in an Arturian adventure like no other. From getting four nat ones in a row and standing up to the darkest forces in the multiverse, Dice Will Roll is here to help you keep it rolling. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.